Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Woodruff, and welcome to the Pastors Getting Fit podcast. Uh, On today's episode, I have Alan Briggs, um, and we discuss, as he put it, health before impact, which I think is a really uh, refreshing and kind of unique way to to think about fitness as a pastor, something that I think uh, we definitely all need. Um, Before we jump into that, three quick things. Number one, the Pastors Getting Fit Facebook group is available to you. That's just a place where uh, a bunch of pastors are connected, and we share you know, things, uh, wins, losses, you know, whatever kind of stuff's going on, things that are uh, just a a place where you can have some accountability, some encouragement, motivation, a place to share your things. Just search, same name as the podcast, Pastors Getting Fit. Uh, Just search that in your Facebook uh, search bar and you'll find it. Number two, if you are um, enjoying these podcasts and or getting any value or or something of use from them, uh, please, if you would, just share it uh, with somebody you know and or review it wherever you listen so that it kind of bumps up and other people can can see it and hopefully uh, get some of that same value from it. And then the third thing is that I'm an online coach. Uh, so if you ever are stuck in your fitness, uh, whether your goals are losing uh, body fat or they're gaining muscle uh, or strength, um, just shoot me a text 251-635-8055. We'll just jump on a totally free call. Uh, no weird skeezy sales tactics. I'm just going to talk with you. Um, and if it's a good fit for us to work together, we will. And if not, I will point you in the right direction. All right. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pastors Getting Fit podcast. Today, I have Alan Briggs on. Uh, Alan, why don't you introduce yourself and just tell everybody who you are, what you do, just kind of however you want to do that. Yeah, excited to be here um, with you today, Brandon. And one of my favorite topics, actually, uh, is talking about health and I'm crazy enough to think that we can actually go the distance as pastors and spiritual leaders yeah. and, uh, and stay healthy and accomplish what God has called us to. And uh, man, I'm so passionate about leaders getting healthy and staying healthy. And obviously fitness is a huge piece of that. I live in Colorado. And so I love to um, be out hammocking or be out in a stream, fly fishing, yeah. uh, 14,000 foot peaks, rock climbing. Uh, any of it. And if I can do that with my kids, even better. So yeah. I got four kids, they keep me busy. Yeah, and uh, sure. I think that's maybe part of the stress of staying fit is a bunch of dads saying, how do I continue to keep the spare tire off? How do I continue to exercise, maybe have a little fun while I'm doing it without yeah. all this time away from my kids. And so super passionate about that. I've um, pastored for 13 years, um, led a church planting network in that time. Um, and helped equip a lot of leaders. And now I get to do this full time. So yeah. full time, I get to help uh, leaders get healthy and reach more impact and avoid burnout. Yeah. Uh, now for business leaders, nonprofit leaders and church leaders. So I absolutely love what I get to do, get to write. Um, and I get to make my own schedule. So that's yeah. kind of a crazy. It's the best part, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's awesome. I'm actually recording yeah. today in my man cave, my yeah. writing shit. Uh, on the side of my house, and yeah. so I uh, get to be here, give my kids, you know, a hug and a kiss in the morning, take them to school, be as present as ever, but also yeah. continue the work that God has, has uniquely designed me for. So uh, awesome. loving it, man. Absolutely love it. I get great, to great, man. And you're an author as well, right? Yeah, I've written uh, written three books uh, myself, and I'm I'm now starting to ghostwrite books, so pull messages out of other people who have incredible yeah. stories to tell but just either aren't wired to write or don't feel like they have the time to. And yeah, 
um, starting to do eBooks and cool. guides and really help people in, in a lot of practical ways. So yeah. I don't like to write because I was, you know, some kind of grammar or English star growing up far from it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was too busy living stories uh, to actually go read them. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah. When it changes people's lives, I'm all about writing if it's, yeah. if it's not transformation. So yeah, uh, that's cool. That's man. my interest in uh, yeah. putting <clears throat> words on paper. Yeah, life change. that's awesome. I don't think I told you this, but the way uh, we originally got connected is I read an article. I can't remember, maybe the NAM website, but I read an article that you wrote on Sabbath and it was uh, really helpful to me. I don't know if you even remember that. It was probably several years back, but I, uh, I saw that and then I was like, I'm going to search this guy on Facebook and then I connected. <laughs> that's how we originally yeah. connected on Facebook. So. You know, interesting that that's yeah. kind of the first way you'd hear of me. I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm an Enneagram seven. Yeah. Yeah. Enneagram. And so I, um, tend to head toward being scattered and busy. And so mm-hmm. Sabbath changed my life. I almost yeah. burned out. about yeah. two years into being a pastor. Yeah. Um, hadn't even started the um, engagement process yet. So I was engaged, yeah. married, quickly adopted two kids. And so God yeah. just really saved my life by bringing me back to Sabbath. And so yeah. I don't speak Sabbath out of a, like, I'm not the contemplative dude that's just right. off by himself doing nothing. It's actually because yeah. I'm drawn toward busyness yeah. and drawn toward accomplishing things that Sabbath has truly grounded me for everything else. And yeah. I'm a work hard, play hard kind of guy. Yeah. That's um, awesome, man. Sabbath is amazing. Our family yeah. absolutely loves uh, yeah. the, the, the Sabbath. Cool. Well, man, so when we, uh, you know, as I think everybody's kind of come to expect, if they've been listening to this, what we kind of do here is I just um, kind of let you choose a topic uh, that you want to speak on related to health and fitness. We talk through that. And then, um, you know, I, uh, we, we just kind of have a conversation about it and I'll, you know, sometimes flip kind of between being a fitness coach in it, if it's appropriate or more just kind of being the voice of the audience, trying to kind of dig into what, what you just said some more. So uh, when, when I asked you, you, you said health before impact. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about. So if you would just kind of, kind of like, I'm going to use the, the, the phrase unpack, if you can unpack that for us and just kind of give us a little bit about like what you mean um, when you say that, and then let's just kind of have a conversation about it. Yeah, I'll share kind of where this passion started is I began to see so many leaders that were just hitting the wall, whether it was moral failures, whether it was burnout, whether it was adrenal failure, where literally your body just doesn't have any more adrenaline to give and you're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. And I started to watch so many leaders either overwhelmed burning out or hitting the wall. And then another category came in, which I call the slow fade, just sort of fell out of love with Jesus, just sort of fell out of love with the church, sort of fell out of love with their wife, Hmm. fell out of love with discipling their kids. And I said, what's going on here? And so as I looked at it, I realized that when we chase impact a million miles an hour, um, we're going to hit some kind of wall or we're going to have a slow fade. Happen. If yeah. you say, I'll do anything possible to get impact, then you will do anything possible. And so I started yeah. to see these shipwrecks and sort of people lost at sea as well and say, what is happening and how do I not go there? And so I mentioned about two years into ministry, I almost burned out myself. Uh, and I realized I'll never have as much time or energy as I have right now. Yeah. And I don't want to drag a woman into this. I was engaged to an amazing woman and yeah. I hit person for the first time because I think it was a reality that I am not healthy. This is not sustainable. I yeah. can't keep doing it. And so I was running a sprint and I realized, oh man, I'm actually on a marathon and um, I'm going to be walking about 24 of these 26 miles here if I don't 
be careful. And yeah. so, um, again, God woke me up to, to Sabbath. And so health before impact for me looks like reorienting toward becoming the people God designed us to be living in function instead of dysfunction. And, um, to say, God, what am I designed to do? How am I designed to live? And in this season with four kids, with the time limitations mm-hmm. we have, and let me just tell you, man, it's been so freeing to, um, in many ways, push hard and in other ways, not push as hard. We think yeah. about health and fitness, just to give some context. I'm not, you know, huge and buff and, you know, lifting like I used to back in the day. I'm mm-hmm. sort of preventatively a little bit in the weight yeah. room, but, um, I'll get on the treadmill. Uh, I love biking down, uh, with my kids somewhere. I love mountain biking and jumping on my bike a little bit there. Yeah. I have to fight for exercise and fit it in. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, an exercise guru or junkie in any sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I played basketball three days a week with the same guys, and I've done that for about nine years. Oh, man, that's awesome. Lock off that time, and I absolutely love that. And so for me, a lot of the health before impact looks like exactly what you're talking about here. This topic is so needed. I see a lot of pastors um, carrying around, you know, tons and tons of extra weight and just living unhealthy. I'm also a coach. I'm a leadership coach, and I coach pastors and church planners. And uh, a lot of leaders just say, I just don't have any energy. Right. And I can trace it back to usually just sleep, rest, diet, and, uh, you know, probably working 80 hours a week is literally burning the candle at both ends. There's no yeah. candle left. So yeah. uh, that's what I would do with health for impact. And I hope to model that to, mm-hmm. to people and to our team. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love living in Colorado. Cause it's a little bit more fun to get yeah, exercise. I'm sure. I'd love to, I haven't been there. It's on my list of places. Uh, when we moved to Kansas city, Colorado, we were, we were literally trying to choose where we we're going to move in Colorado was on the list, but we just uh, landed, landed in Kansas city, but uh, I definitely want to visit, but tell us. Um, so you said you, you almost burned out. You don't have to get too personal with, with what you mean by that, but I kind of want to focus a bit on um, how did, what did you do at that point? Like fitness wise that contributed to helping you come out of that? Yeah, well, I've, the outdoors have always been the place I've gone mm-hmm. to recollect and yeah. reconnect my thoughts. Um, if I'm unsure of what direction I should go, I go yeah. to the outdoors. And that's usually involving something with my body to get my body moving. Whether it's hiking, rock climbing for me is one of those um, deep play spaces where I can't think about anything else. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lose cool. And I'm going to take a whipper and fall 10 feet. And so, yeah. um, so there's, there's a high level of challenge and distraction in the outdoors. It's always brought me back to sort of the holiest of worship spaces. And so um, for me, I think when I get too busy, I put my head down too much, work too hard. Um, I forget that I actually live near the mountains or in a beautiful place. I just yeah. think I live in this grind. Yeah. And so um, that was big for me in that yeah. season. And um, actually, is a space that I go that for me, it could be a, you know, 45 minute mountain bike ride where I just push it really hard. Yeah. And I realize I'm so distracted right now by these rocks, by this creation, by this fun that I, yeah. I don't realize what I was so stressed about heading into here. So there's a massive connection to me between stress relief and my mm-hmm. time outdoors. And yeah. so usually when I'm heading like in that season, heading toward burnout and overwhelm. I wasn't getting in the outdoors enough. And, uh, and it's just a big deal for me for adrenaline. I need to yeah. get outside and run, get the juices flowing. If I wake up on a Saturday and I'm feeling kind of um, just kind of stuck, kind of tired, 
actually do the counterintuitive thing and wake up and go for a run nice. instead cool. of um, just sitting there in the chair like I want to. Yeah. Run for 30 or 45 minutes, and then my yeah. mind is, is way more awake, alive, open, yeah. um, sort of thinking more proactively than reactively. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. So <clears throat> I, one thing that, that kind of came to mind for me, so like uh, let's just say that uh, I know you had mentioned you, you coach a lot of these pastors, you know, kind of would you, would you describe it as life coaching? How would you kind of – well, yeah, how would you, somewhere, okay. Somewhere between life coaching and ministry coaching. Okay. Okay. Direct application to ministry and to strategy. I've always been a how guy. And so we mm -hmm. use tools and we help leaders. The main shift, Brandon, we help leaders do is from reactive in our lives to proactive. Cool. From like letting that. life yeah. live you to actually living your own life. And so yeah. for me, that's the big paradigm shift in coaching is to say, if we only have one life, if we only have so much energy that God has given us, right. how are we going to live that out? And some people want to write books and I literally take them through writing coaching mm -hmm. and the practices and the practical pieces of that. Some people say, I just want to become the person God's created me to be. And then it looks like life coaching, but many yeah. people have an incredible ministry um, or at the edge of one or yeah. don't want to lose one. And so I'm literally coaching leaders through their next strategic decision because cool. things get complicated. At first okay. things are very clear yeah uh, very clean in our minds we've got vision mission and values down on paper before we even have any uh -huh. culture we've yeah. taking massive risk and yeah. it looks so clean and it looks so easy and then we get this complexity of leadership yeah. and of time and of finances and of family and how it all works together and yeah. uh, and i help people untangle all that and so cool. um literally i say we get the opportunity to save lives yeah we help people live again and so there cool. are people who are their lives are living them, Brandon. Yeah. And to say, okay, well, what are you uniquely designed to do and how will you schedule your priorities? Yeah. Instead of let life just kind of live you. You get to the end of the week and say, what did I do again? Why didn't I make any progress? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say that, let's say that one of the people comes to you and they're a, they're, they're looking more for the life coaching, right? Like their life is a mess in terms of priorities and, fitting schedule scheduling and health and everything. And that let's say that they are in some, some form of bad, of poor physical health. So that could, you know, let's just say they're either over there, either they, they have an excess amount of body fat or they're um, they may be, you know, what can also be very unhealthy that people don't think about as much. They're a very like, like very skinny, like almost like undernourished person and they don't have much of any strength. Let's say somebody comes like that. Is that a piece of your coaching at all? Like, do you help them, find a plan for that at all yeah we don't specifically push into that that's to to us that's outside right right um, right i'll probably send people your way uh, yeah for, yeah yeah i was just baiting you to, to say that but what what we do that works every time if someone is hungry and by uh, the way only the hungry grow yeah period yeah and so we only work with people who are hungry and so we yeah. filter very high for that and if they're hungry Chances are they're hungry for one thing, but maybe not for another. But mm -hmm. you realize we're holistic. Like we right. are, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to say, you know, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And so he's yeah. flipping the paradigm saying, in a polytheistic culture, um, there's actually one God. But mm -hmm. you think you're one person, but there's actually many pieces of you. Yeah. And so there's usually a piece that we're more focused on of that. And there's a piece that we are less focused on. And I yeah. think it's, it's really easy to ignore the physical. 
Maybe mm-hmm. for some, because it's the piece that other people see, yeah. maybe easier to get into the physical. Um, so what we would do is literally, we have this tool called the weekly planning grid and we put your priorities in. We'd say, schedule your priorities or they won't happen. Yeah. And so we'd schedule an exercise. Say, all right, how does exercise fit for you? What is that for yeah. you? Yeah. Just because I go, you know, mountain biking or just because I go play yeah. basketball, that may not be for you, right? Maybe yeah. the weight room. It's like a swift punch to the face to get yeah. on the treadmill. Uh-huh. Then how are you going to get outside? How are you going to make this work? Right. And we literally schedule out priorities for the results. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, did, I, I wasn't expecting you to say like you coach and, and video, have them video and you coach their squat or anything like that. I just like, it's cool to know that that's a piece of it. That really is, uh, you know, that that's, you know, cause I, I would say, you know, for me personally, and then, several i mean a many pretty much all you know the people that who i've coached who are in ministry uh but like i started out not really targeting people in ministry just went because of the circles that i'm in and then like i i became a fitness coach a few years back and i i just kind of started winding up with a lot of like coaching a lot of pastors and then it kind of um you know now i've kind of like put i put a you know a percentage of my time toward that like a facebook group and this podcast and things like that just trying to help uh you know, if I wind up coaching them, great. But uh, what I really want to do is just help pastors like take charge of their of their fitness because I've seen in my myself and all, all these other people that I've coached how how much more effective just kind of to our topic here, um, you know, of health before impact, how much more effective they are at everything they do. You know, how much better they feel um, about themselves, how much better physically, you know, they feel, and and it, when it comes to ability to do things, to you know, it, it really does something about being able to. Um, care for yourself physically and be in better physical health, it translates. I mean, our bodies, we have different systems, sure. But I, I mean, I, I believe God has created us, you know, all these systems work together. You know what I mean? And so if you're in better shape physically, you're probably going to be in better shape mentally, emotionally, you know, all these other ways as well. And it, and it really, it does translate into other areas of life. And I think I've actually heard, <clears throat> it's not a super common one, but I've actually heard kind of the objection before that, like, you know, somebody in ministry, they shouldn't be devoting time to like going, you know, to the gym or going to, you know, for in your case, like, you know, outdoors to, to work out and, and make, you know, make this a priority because this is time like more spent, better spent elsewhere. And I just, I could not disagree with that more because you have to, you, you have to invest this kind of thing in yourself or you are just like, just like you said, you're, you are going to burn out. I mean, if I, if I here just pour my, my heart and soul into this business that I'm building and neglect my time with the Lord at all. You know, I don't have any prayer time. I don't have any time in the word. I'm going to get to a place where I, you know, get pretty dry spiritually. Um, and and I, it's, it's sure, of course, it's, you know, of course, it's, you know, as Paul puts it in first Timothy, like it's, it's not, it, it's of some value, of course, like, like, you know, physical fitness is of some value. It's not the same value as godliness, but it, it's still very valuable um, while we're in this, like this body here on earth. And we're going to, we're going to be in a spot where like over time your health is going to, if your health is deteriorating, other things are as well, for sure. So, I mean, have you seen that play out? Um, Kind of, have you seen some improvements in people's lives uh, overall as they kind of take charge of themselves physically, including your own? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've had seasons where I felt pretty lethargic energy wise and I've probably been pouring out too much in one area. So my mind is done at the end of the day. I'm an early riser. Yeah, my a healthy day actually starts the night before. Yeah, getting everything ready to go. I mean, including down to my food ready, um, and prepared well. And that's such a big piece of diet. It's just preparation. Yeah, Yeah. 
um, and sleep and um, what I'm going to, you know, schedule within the day. I don't wake up anymore saying, well, what am I going to do today? Yeah. I've got intentional things that I'm heading toward. And so if I felt sluggish in the season, chances are that I really haven't been getting what, what I need. Also, if I felt flat when I'm teaching or speaking, if I'm leading a, an evening intensive, then I'll actually mm. schedule an exercise that day so that I know that my, my body's fresh because I'm yeah. always sharper when I'm teaching, when I'm facilitating, leading discussion, preaching um, yeah. after I've had exercise. And so it's the idea yeah. instead of uh, rest from your work, work from your rest. Yeah, yeah. It's been huge. And for me, like physical fitness is actually part of that. And if I can throw an adventure in with it, yes, absolutely. I think the, the converse is true as well, is when we have the person who um, says, I can't get any traction in this area. We'll yeah. try something over here. And, and usually physical fitness is about the easiest way to get that. Yeah. So, um, I'm right now in a, kind of a reset. Uh, when I hit the fall, it's, there's seasons of feasting and fasting. And so I've been feasting a lot this summer, um, eating more donuts than normal. And that's been <laughs> awesome with my family on vacation. Yeah, yeah. On road trips where I'm sitting in a car uh, yeah. and, and less active. But I've also done some great stuff in the outdoors. It's just not consistent. Right. So I've got right. a more consistent diet dialed in for the smoothies and those kind of things yeah uh, really sure i may lose a few pounds in the process mm -hmm. but for me it's about energy yeah and the move from time management to energy investment yeah. how, I, how am i investing my best energy and um man when i invested in the exercise that investment always comes back with a return on it yeah um, and so sure there's people that, that need to lose some weight that are listening to this and feel like they're they're dragging that along there's some people listening that just feel lethargic. Yeah. That just lacking energy. And yeah. that's usually what I get uh, yeah. for me. And yeah. um, I watch that boost happen. Yeah. So yeah. I see the people I'm coaching. And um, I love when people can, you know, crush their goals. And it's usually because there's some little spark in that. Yeah. The last thing with that, Brandon, is you don't have to, we say, don't try to boil the ocean. Just do your next right thing. Yeah. Most times people like they get back working out, haven't worked out all summer. They feel bad. There's guilt and shame. So they're going to yeah. try to work four straight days. Well, their body has no rest, no recovery. Right. Of course, they hate working out because they're so yeah. sore. It's kind of like your first day of tryouts. You didn't run all summer. And yeah. then you're like, first week, you're done. Yeah. So we talk about stacking healthy decisions on top of each other. Absolutely. So yeah. You spend time with the Lord that morning. You're mm -hmm. likely to uh, go out and exercise, you're likely to eat a little bit better. You're likely yeah. to say no to that thing that you just know isn't the best thing or isn't a priority. You're likely to say yes to the priority. And so how do you stack healthy decisions yeah. on top? Yep. I love that, man. And that's, that's exactly like, uh, that's exactly how I do fitness coaching. So like on the, on the, on the, on the, the, the exercise, the training piece, it's very much, um, I primarily specialize in like strength type stuff. So, you know, when it comes to barbells and dumbbells and sometimes body weight you know whatever it is um if i'm coaching somebody they're not just going to be running um you know if that's what they want i'm going to refer them to another coach because that's not what i that's not what i primarily specialize in um but i'm going to you know what how i usually started i mean we climb that ladder you know so we're going to focus on a, the few exercises that are going to give you the, the the most efficient return you know so i mean how, how you're going to spend your time the best somebody i'm not going to have somebody one leg squatting on an inflatable ball out here you know they're going to be they're going to be doing like squats they're going to be doing like deadlifts and and bench press and things like that and those things kind of sound intimidating because of like kind of the culture around them at times but it you know i mean if you you can find videos of, of like 
people in their 80s like doing this kind of stuff very safely and preserving muscle mass and probably honestly extending their their life and so you know that that we stack that but then with the food piece it's even of, of my coaching it's even more um you know that's how I do it is like we we don't I don't start off by saying all right like I start off by having somebody track their food for a couple of weeks so that I can get an idea where they are. And then I give them steps to focus on a step to focus on. And usually I don't start with subtraction as in taking away like, Hey, no more sodas, no more, no more like desserts, no more donuts. I love donuts. So like, I'm going to say it's most of the time it's like, Hey, I want you to add protein to your diet. You're doing these kind of, kind of exercises now we need to up your protein so that you can recover well another thing that's going to happen when you do that is it's going to slow that that's a more slow digesting thing so you're going to be fuller for more full for longer um, and you're not going to be as hungry for these other things and so my strategy is if I can fit in enough good healthy nutritious whole foods that's going to keep that are going to keep them full they're not going to have as much room for the other things and that is what I have found you know more success with than saying hey go keto, go paleo. I'm not hating on that. I know people have success with that. I'm just saying that this is sustainability, man, is, is what it's all about. And if, if we can do things and we can build things and we can teach them the principles behind it that they can stick with long after we've worked together, that's, that's my goal. Um, and then the, what you kind of said about how those things kind of, you know, when somebody gets one area of their lives together, it kind of almost, it's almost like it sets off a domino effect of other things. And like, um, you know, for instance, if I, if I get somebody, I've noticed just in the, in the coaching, if somebody is, they're not consistent with their workouts at all, they're really, then they're also really struggling with the food. If we get them in the gym or we get them, them doing their workouts consistently, um, they almost automatically start to prioritize the food more because they feel that, oh, I don't want to waste my time in the gym. And sometimes, sometimes it's more of just a chemical reaction, different things going on that they're like, they are, it, it automatically elevates the status of it you know what i mean and so that's that's so key man it does it does carry over to so many things for sure let's see yeah i mean do you uh you have anything else to add about kind of like the sustainability piece of this before we move on here yeah we've got to zoom out if we don't zoom out and uh you know kind of like google maps you're you're zoomed in you see a left turn a right turn yeah when you see where am i in the context yeah. of the city where am i in the context of my life where do i want to be yeah what's my next right step to get there and so right. many times it's asking this question is the direction you're going where you want to go and sometimes yeah. I'm kind of floating out to sea and there seem to be different seasons that are good for a reboot like I'll do a I'm in the middle of a fall reboot right now and so um specifically uh trying to dial in on the smoothies in the morning because I know if yeah. I do that I'm likely to eat better the rest of the day to be more yeah. my food yeah um, I'm uh you know, sleep for me is a, a huge deal. Um, because for me, if I'm sleeping well, then I'm so ready to pop out of bed the next morning. I yeah. love what I get to do, um, get to help leaders win in so many different areas. And so, um, it, you know, you can't have much passion if you don't have much energy and it's right. hard to have right. energy rest. You don't sleep. So, um, just really dial in on those four or five main things. I'm actually doing a couple weeks off of social media right now to see how's that draining, um, yeah. any energy. And mm -hmm. so, um, excited to find a couple things out there yeah. um, but I'm sure that will impact some of my social media usage and uh and just saying there's always room for improvement room for a reboot the fall seems to be a space like that and of course January yeah. everybody seems to be at the gym January 2nd yeah. but are they still going to be in the gym you know right. so yeah. um focusing on sustainability and our next right step I think is huge and longevity I want to be doing this till I am my grandpa's age who's 92 years old wow. 
<laughs> he's today. Yeah. He's super healthy. He went skydiving when he was 90. Wow, and man. Take to be doing ministry yeah. for many, many, many more decades. Yeah. Uh, I've got to have some delayed gratification right yeah. now. Yeah. Live well for the long term, invest my life in other people. And um, I got to stay healthy enough to do that. Absolutely. Let me ask. So what would you, what would you say to somebody who, who's listening to this? They've, they've totally bought into the idea of like, they, they know, you know what I mean? They know that if I, if I take care of myself physically, I'm going to be in better shape. I'm going to be able to handle things better, probably going to live longer, going to be more effective in everything I do, all that kind of stuff. Let's say they bought into that idea, but what they're struggling with is just, just the ability to prioritize it in their life. You know what I mean? That they're just, it's like, they feel that their plate is completely full already. Um, what would you say to somebody like that? How would you, what would, what would be some steps you'd give them to start with? Yeah, it's really coming back to that old Stephen Covey in Seven Habits, talking about scheduling your priorities. Yeah. I can take an audit of your time and your money and tell you what matters to you. Yeah. Not what should matter, but what actually matters. And that's mm-hmm. convicting many times to me when I look back and say, where did I spend my best time, um, my best energy, my best finances? And many times we have good intentions. We have good intentions of saving financially. We have good intentions of investing into this. But what I found is probably the most spiritual thing I can do is ahead of time look, put something on my calendar and let the other things grow around it. So we talk about those at Safeport Designs and our coaching as the big rocks and then the pebbles and then the sand. And so put the big rocks in first yeah. and then say, hey, like that. Yeah. other things need to happen. And those pebbles fit in there. And then at the end, the sand kind of settles in, in the cracks. But many times yeah. we just stand in and then the pebbles and go, there's no space for these big rocks. Right. And that's where we find, where did my marriage go? Where did our my relationship with my kids go? Yeah. And so many people say, these are deeply important things. I, I don't think they're evil. I don't think they meant to ignore their family, their relationship with their wife, right, right. Still ministry, um, stop spending time with people any longer and just be in their office. I think they just fail to prioritize and there's always a million more emails that you yeah, can answer. That's so Thank true, you. man. Physical health, mental health, spiritual health. Yeah. We've got great intentions, but man, just American life, man. This is America. It's busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We put on our schedule and on our calendar and actually do it and live it out. Yeah. I don't believe it's an actual priority. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very true. And I think um, I, I wrote something a while back about this, just kind of like what it looks like. Um, what somebody who, who has bought into the idea of like being physical, physically fit, and you can substitute this with anything else, but obviously this is where I'm taking it. So like if it, somebody who's bought into the idea versus somebody who has actually prioritized it. And I kind of did an illustration of like, you know, um, this person, uh, she go he goes to work, uh, you know, whatever work is. And so like he goes to work every day and, and, you know, he, let's say he's like trying to, trying to prioritize fitness, but hasn't quite got there yet. Might even, you know, package gym clothes in the car, uh, things like that, um, goes to work. And so like motivated, planning to go to the gym after work. Uh, but then, you know, the day gets stressful, things happen that he didn't expect, get some of those bad emails, bad phone calls, things happen um, that pop up unexpectedly. Um, you know, somebody invites them to do something afterward. Their wife wants them to stop and pick something up on the way home from work, whatever. And so at, at that point, they've kind of let themselves typically get to the place where they're just like, it's a priority, but like these other things, uh, you know, I've got to do this for my wife or I've got to 
um, do, you know, do this for this person or whatever. And, and it, this relationship's more important and all these kind of things that they, that they use. And I, I'd say the word justify and it is justifying, but to an extent, I mean, there is some, there are some valid reasons there, which are, are the reasons that you're able to justify it. You know what I mean? So I think that like that kind of person, they realize it's there. And I, I, I know that sometimes when I start coaching somebody, I can already tell pretty quickly within the first week or two, which kind of category they are. And if I see, if they're in that box, I know I've got to get them to the other box. But if somebody signs on with me and, and I program their stuff in and exactly what you just said, the scheduling, like I, if, if it goes on their calendar, I already know we're in business most of the time. You know what I mean? If they put it on their calendar, that's blocked out. And, and any, they tell their wife, they tell their, their coworkers, whatever, the people that they know are going to try to encroach upon that time. And I don't mean that like in a negative way. Most of the time, these people are going to support you taking care of your, your fitness and health, obviously. But if, um, if you block that time out, you know, if you set that, set that a time and say, set that aside and say nothing outside of a, a, an emergency, a legitimate emergency is going to take this time away from me. Um, and you have to figure out what that amount of time is for some people, you know, young single guy or something that might be five six day a week days a week he wants to work out for somebody you know like us who's got you know families kids occupations um you know all kind of things going on you know it might be two days might be three days a week where you're able to commit to that and then something smaller whatever you know but i think a big key to it is you you can look at your life just like you said and tell where the priorities are and so i would say you've got to kind of like elevate the status of your of your health and fitness in your life if you want to see any any real results from it you know and with that i would add what about fun what about a workout that you really yeah very true because for me i'd call it health hedonism yeah how do you so for me if i don't get home get on my mountain bike and get over to this wilderness area the joke's on me i mean that would be the most fun thing that i do that day and by the way really ready to come home be prepared present dad to my kids Instead of thinking about, man, I wish I would have worked out. So, um, man, if you hate, hate, hate what you're doing, mm-hmm. you probably should think about a different way right. to exercise. Yeah. And maybe people who, you know, hurt themselves, can't play basketball anymore, and they pick up trail running. Right. Or they pick up a spin class or whatever. And so I can't wait to pop my earbuds in and mm-hmm. listen to that latest podcast that just dropped. And so I get excited about that. Yeah. You turn your phone on airplane mode. And I'll just say, you got to fight for it. Yeah. You got to enough schedule. It's got to be fun, but you also got to fight for it. You got to get creative where some weeks I go, man, I think the only time that's going to fit is 6 a.m. Yeah. So what does it look like to have my stuff ready to be able to get that run? Not because I love running, but because right. I know that that is going to propel my teaching that night into a zone where I feel fresh. And so yeah. I just think if you don't fight for it, you're done. We're too yeah. busy. Um, do you have, if you're listening and you have a side hustle, um, where you're doing multiple things, just add that complexity to it. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just, it's just not going to happen. We just don't do things that we don't fight for. Right. We're way, way yeah. too busy. Yeah, very true, man. And I would add to the fun thing. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I know that some people, and I, I know this because I've had, I've said things similar to people before. And I know a lot of times people will say things like no exercise is fun for me. Um, you know, especially you, you mostly hear that from people who have a lot of, a lot of weight to lose and things like that, because it is, it's uncomfortable. So I would say like, um, find in that case, if that's you find what you hate the least, you know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's a, if it's a situation where, um, you know, you know that if you go to a gym, you're going to feel super awkward, you're going to fight all kind of like all, you know, it's going to get you to a bad place when you leave. 
um, you know, that's, that's, that's probably not the healthiest uh, route for you to go. You know what I mean? You might, and there are so many, so many different options out there. I mean, so many different options out there to, to, to take charge of your fitness and to, you know, different options when it comes to exercise. Of course, I, I believe like strength training should be a priority, but for a bunch of reasons that I won't like just uh, nag on here. But I think that, I think that like any kind of exercise is way better than zero uh, exercise um, and getting yourself, you know, into a, a place where you're more physically able to handle the things life throws at you. And, and through that, you know, more mentally, emotionally, all these kind of other ways able as well. Um, I think, you know, you have to kind of find something because it goes back to the consistency piece. You know, if, if we don't, you, you can find the most like studied, well-researched, um, optimal fitness plan in the world. But like, if you, like you just said, Alan, if you absolutely hate it, um, you know, and it's just nothing about it's enjoyable for you, you can't really find a lot of value in it. Um, you're just, I mean, you're not going to be consistent with it. And so even if it's great and other people are getting great results on it, if you can't be consistent with it, like consistency is such a key thing for this because, you know, especially with the, you know, with the workout and the nutrition piece, it's just so key. If you, if you do, you know, that's why like weekday dieting is so detrimental for so many people, like so many people Monday through Friday, they might track their calories, however they plan to do it and eat so well. Um, and they might eat, let's say, you know, 1800 calories, whatever. But then on the weekend, it's just, it, it, it goes out of the window, like their food prep that they've done, if they've done any, it's gone. Um, they've got plans that are outside of the norm. And, and they're, before you know it, you can easily put down, you know, 3,500, 4,000 calories. Um, and if you're trying to lose weight, that is going to negate the deficit you had throughout the week. And you're going to be, you're going to be plateaued. You know what I mean? You're going to get stuck. And so you're going to feel like, man, I'm doing this for nothing, you know? And so consistency is such a key thing. Do you have anything more to kind of add on like the consistency piece of that? Man, it's, it's everything. I mean, the, yeah. uh, the tortoise beats the hair. Yeah. And, uh, if you just try to rip the bandaid off uh, in so many ways, you may shock the system a little bit, but um, you're just not going to see those slow gains. And so yeah. I think that's true of discipleship. That's true of getting healthy in any area. That's true of you want to grow in a particular area. Yeah. Um, don't go binge on, you know, 84 YouTube videos and 16 podcasts yeah. to learn how to do that. Uh, consistently take the next steps to apply that. And um, right. yeah, it's interesting. I think we try to do things with health um, and, you know, physically that we wouldn't try to do spiritually. We wouldn't try to do relationally. Hey, you want to yeah. get to know somebody. The best way to do that is probably not to, to go ask that potential new friend if they want to hang out nine straight nights. Yeah. You know? yes. It may be a little weird. They, they yeah. probably are not going to call you back on night 10. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Get, to, you know, get to know, um, you know, your body and the physical health sense of that yeah. too. And um, I think sleep, I just think sleep, rest. And of course I got to harp on Sabbath as well to yeah. say that if there's not a space where we're literally resting um, from the work that we've done to regrow, to regenerate, um, that's where my best creative ideas come from. I mean, yeah. if I'm not exercising, if I'm not sleeping, then I feel really flat when I go to write my next chapter and I'm yeah. in the middle of a huge writing project right now and I go get some exercise, turn my mind off of it a little bit. I come back with an idea yeah. just 100% of the time. Yeah. I'm going to come back with an idea and I know that. So I got to be disciplined enough to hit the timeout, stop writing at 10 PM and say, his mercies are new every morning. And so is yeah. my creativity. Yeah. Timeout. Yep. Absolutely, man. That's, that's so helpful. I think, <clears throat> yeah, I just think that's, yeah, it's, it's really key because I think, I think people, 
just get so stuck in like, oh man, I, I, I don't have time for this. Don't have time for this. So yeah, I mean, exactly. I think that's just like you just said, one more benefit of it. I've noticed the same thing. I mean, I can be grinding away for hours and hours. And like when I go do something that it's almost like my body and my, my mind is like desperate to escape and just like have some, have some time to create something new because like I'm constantly like outputting, outputting and trying to force it, force it. And then when I, have to like stop to like go shower or like lay down to fall asleep it's like everything just comes flooding out like it, you know and I have all these new ideas and stuff and I have to try to remember like when I like get back to my phone or something that I can type them up you know and remember them later and if I had just given myself a little time to do something something in, that invests in me you know not in like a oh like, like the whole me culture thing that, that's going on but like a like a literally literally I mean God did build like you said Sabbath into into our lives like and so it should be which should be something we prioritize and I think man it's it's really key uh for us I mean there's a, it's a little off topic but you know what I've been doing is you know su- just Sunday I mean it's just because it's not I don't it's not to me because Sunday is like a holy day or, or that has to be set apart or anything like that it's literally Sunday is the most convenient day uh for us like you know Monday through Saturday I work hard I work long hours and then Sunday, like we get up and we go to church and then we just rest together. Like as a family, if we have, you know, if somebody from church invites us to something or something like that, and that's going to be restful, we're going to do that. Um, so it's not like we're just like hermits, you know, that day necessarily, but sometimes we are complete hermits and we're just like in our pajamas and just watching TV or go out and do something new in the city we haven't seen yet since we just recently moved here or whatever it is, we just do, you know, that that's a restful day. And I'm able to hit Monday, like today, like energized and ready to go because of that versus before when I had did not have that ha- that habit I was just like oh Monday you know this is awful and so yeah I think uh, it's that's really key man um yeah I think I think we've uh covered a good day here what I think we've kind of um I think it'd be beating a dead horse for me to go too much more into uh things people have already heard me say on other episodes so is there are there anything you'd want to add to kind of the conversation that we haven't uh, touched on yet I would say focus on applying your next right step it's yeah. amazing how many times the, the phrase is procrastination through education. Yeah. It's, we feel like we can't start until we know everything. Yeah. So we're actually delaying getting started. We're delaying doing the work because, oh, I want to learn more about that. Whether that's calling a counselor yeah. and getting started, you probably don't need to read three books before you go do that. That's your next right step. Many times people say, well, I've got to get to a pretty healthy spot before I start coaching. And right. Relax. Well, that's kind of why coaching exists. Yeah. Uh, and so you probably don't yeah. need to learn more to get out and, you know, take a walk or kind right. of your diet. Like right. you probably know enough to get started now. Yeah. That's one of the biggest problems I see within coaching. Again, the, the other one is just back to that proactive versus reactive. If there are areas yeah. of your life that are just on autopilot, then you're going to get lived. You're going to go to the past, yeah. the path of least resistance versus actually living your life like yeah. making a decision ahead of time no this is what i'm going to do even if it's wrong yeah. do it yeah. even if it's off a little bit you'll figure it out take your next right step that's true i work with a lot of entrepreneurs or people starting their side hustles starting to work with ceos and coach leaders as well say here's what we believe our next launch is yeah. stay forth designs we have a big launch we're going to do a productivity journal which we're yeah. super excited about and you know what there's stuff we don't quite know but we just keep taking our next right step and working toward that launch November 30th. And you know what? We're going to launch the best stinking journal November 30th. Yeah, we can launch. That's Could awesome, it be man. better if we waited a year? Yeah. But guess yeah. what? We can maybe change it for a version two. Yeah. The iPhone one came before the iPhone six. You know? Yeah. 
each one kept getting better. So yeah. that's what I say. If you're just listening and you say, oh, I, I really need to, um, they, either you're not hungry enough or maybe you're just delaying the inevitable. And yeah. again, only the hungry change. And so um, sometimes it's the pain of staying the same mm-hmm. just hasn't gotten bad enough yet. Yeah. And so people don't change until the pain of staying the same is greater yeah. than change. And so yeah. that magic tipping point, then it's exciting to see what can happen. It's amazing yeah. how the world can change when one leader gets hungry. Yeah, so true, man. And I think, I think um, you know, one, one thing that I have in like a pre-qualifying survey that I do with anybody I'm potentially going to work with is like, it's not just what are your goals, but like, why are those your goals, you know, and, and why, you know, so I, I'm able to go in knowing like, how can I help this person stay motivated and what got them, just like you said, to that tipping point where they're ready to make this change in their life. Because until you get to that point, you can buy in mentally to all the, you know, the, the benefits of physical fitness and, and anything else, but you're not really going to take action to it on it until something happens. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's, it's something that's not good. It's a health scare at the doctor or it's uh, a loved one experiencing something because of their poor health or something like that. And those are the ones I don't want to see. I'd much rather somebody have watched a documentary or whatever that shocked them, you know, and made them realize I want to give this a shot. Uh, but you know, like whatever it is, um, also don't hear that and think, Oh, I'll just wait for that. Like, you know, this podcast, you know, Alan coming on here talking could very well be the thing that makes you think, Oh, this is important. You know what I mean? And I I think also one thing that you said made me think of this. I think sometimes people, all the preparation for something like sometimes, yeah, they feel like they want to be well-prepared for it. Like you mentioned, you know, how, you know, they want to get their life in order before they start coaching with you or whatever the case may be. I think sometimes people almost like, substitute the preparation for action you know what I mean it's, it's so like I, I've seen this multiple times where somebody you know and I encourage these but somebody will do something like maybe a board where like a like a like a like a fitness board where maybe they have like a picture of somebody with an ideal body type or something like that or they have like goal weights or like targets or whatever on the board or something like that and they'll put so much effort into that board and they put uh, they use up all the motivation that they that they have to get started on their fitness in the board. And by the time they're done with the board, they they're not they they've moved on. Like they're not ready for the next thing. So I would say like I am not a big proponent of like just trying to ride the waves of motivation and do things as you're motivated to do it. There is an element of discipline that has to be there. But when you do get those waves of motivation, don't waste them. Like don't waste them on all the prep. Like do a little prep and then just jump into it and, and go from there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. you know, it's, I work a lot with creatives as well. Something about a songwriter, think about somebody who's writing a book. You can actually have enough uh, creativity to write one song, yeah. to post one blog post, to maybe eke out half a chapter. Yeah. But if you want to string together a full album. If you want to put together a good, healthy year in your life, not just one month in January, yeah. if you want to put together a great series of decisions. If you want to actually raise your kids to know and love Jesus and not hate the church. Like yeah. it's going to take a string of decisions over a long period of time. It's yeah. going to be the long haul. And we love quick fixes in our culture yeah. and we hate anything that's going to cost us. And so yeah. um, again, maybe a diet, like you say, like a keto or something like that could spark something else. But to me, it says, well, what would it take long-term for you to live in a way right. that is healthy? And, um, and sure, it's honoring to God in that sense. But ultimately we have one life to live. Nobody wants to be underwhelmed. Nobody wants to be overwhelmed. And we're all asking the question, how do I get whelmed? Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I like that. Well, Alan, I, mean, I really appreciate it. Anything, any last uh, thoughts here before we wrap it up? Man, I, I always love to offer a gift when I come on. 
uh, a podcast and we've got this, um, this ebook called the right side up leader that I'd love to offer to you guys who are listening. You can go to stayforth.com to grab it for free on a resources page. Um, so that while you work out, you got your AirPods or your earbuds in. Um, but you can also grab it from one of our podcasts downloads so right side up leader leadership podcast would be a great accent to this podcast again we don't really talk about health and fitness it's super important but people like you are in the space brandon so mm. go to the right side up leadership podcast um it's really hard to make healthy decisions in your life uh if nobody's whispering in your ear and so we want to be those people whispering in your ear we just didn't know who else was talking about this stuff it's just yeah. not sexy to talk about getting yeah. healthy going the long haul Right. Didn't see anybody else talking about it consistently, so we just got into that space. So, yeah.com. You can um, grab that audio book for free. Uh, also, just go to Right Side Up Leadership Podcast on on all the platforms. I think it'd be a great compliment um, to this. And awesome. don't get discouraged. Take your next right step. Uh, doesn't matter where you're at in fitness. If you feel like you're doing great, but you want to be killing it, yeah. uh, feel like you're killing it, but you really want to go for it this year. If you feel like you're struggling, but you want to get up to zero, just take your next right step. Yeah. Um, Satan yeah. comes to steal, kill, destroy, discourage, distract, anything involving death. Um, but this whole abundant life thing, it's not a unicorn. It is yeah. possible. Absolutely, man. Well, Alan, man, I really appreciate you uh, you coming on, and I look forward to, to staying in touch, man. Hey, thanks for having me. All Keep right. up the good work. Thanks, man. Hey, hey, quick reminder, uh, Pastors Getting Fit Facebook page, if you'd like a little free community there, uh, people on the journey with you, um, review this wherever you listen to podcasts and maybe share it with another pastor who you think um, might benefit from it um, in a loving way, of course. And uh, if you think you might be interested in online coaching, somebody to, to kind of uh, help you uh, figure out what to do and help you stick to it, uh, 251-635-8055, that's my number. Uh, shoot me a text. We'll set up a time to call. Um, yeah, hope you have a good day. Hope you enjoyed this episode.